Welcome to Trade Centre Live, brought to you by Sportsmate and Footy Live, where we talk all things trade, bringing you all the breaking news and real opinions from real fans. It's Tuesday, the 12th of October, and that means we've got just one and a bit days left of the trade period to go. And each day this trade period, we've spoken to big fans about their beloved clubs, followed by a live 4pm show to wrap up your daily news. And Luke, he said to me, I've missed you so much. I've missed you so much, Jimmy. We haven't chatted as much as we do on the opening days. So he wants to talk about Brisbane. And he reckons that he knows more about the Brisbane Lions than anyone else in Australia. But before I welcome the man himself, make sure you head to Instagram now, afl.footylive, for some show times and news. Hashtag Trade Sense Live to get involved. Luke, why do you like Brisbane so much? Um, well, I don't really. I've just been <laughs> talking about them for the day. No, nah, they're, they're a great club and um, definitely better than having to chat about the Giants or the Suns. That's true. This is uh, this is what you like. You do like your Brisbane Lions. And do you, where do you rank them in terms of dynasties of, of the 2000s? Where are they? Oh, sorry. Competing with Richmond and... Hawthorne and Long. Um, I'd probably go second. I think the Hawthorne one, probably just oh. because... Of, I was a bit older, so I mm. sort of uh, res- uh, appreciated that a bit more. But uh, yeah, even maybe even equal first because I was pretty young when they were winning their flags. Mm. Well, we know that the Richmond one's not over yet, so mm. I, I think that'll be clear number one when it all wraps up. But geez, they were a dynasty. They were great, and I loved chatting, chatting, and listening to the um, the legends of that era: the Vosses, Ackermanis, John O'Brown, and how good Lethal Lee was, and all those stories. That's that's real footy. We love it, and they almost brought it back lately. But again, uh, they're gone. Um, According to you, you said they can't bounce back from this because they went up. They had easy two years, okay? The easy, they've uh, been able to sleep in their own beds up there in Queensland. They played majority of their games in home, at home venues, and then they lost in the semifinal once again, which means that I think it's the, yeah, the third consecutive season that it's been heartbroken in finals. How would you rate this season as a whole? Pretend you're a teacher, which you like to do on many occasions. What do you think, <laughs> Luke? Well, they knocked on the door for the third season in a row, like you said. Um, mm. So another a second straight sets elimination in in three years. Uh, cynically, it's a fail. It's an F because an F. Well, geez, they made finals, Luke. They played they, a semi. That's a cynical take. I think if you you know been a bit lenient, probably something around a C plus, B minus, but. If, if you've got that team and you're finishing in the top four. That's a long way, B minus to an F. Can't sit on the fence here, Luke. Which one? Ah, F. F, yeah. Because they, they had the chances, didn't they? And they've got the list for it. But so honestly, in all honesty, you think it's a fail of a season. They don't get much out of that? Oh, I mean, experience, but that's it's a third year of sort of, you know, doing the same thing and something's got to change. And if it doesn't, then just be heartbreak again. Mm. It was because it was a bad start as well. I think they lost to Sydney in the opening games and they, they had a bad start to the season. I think they lost three of their first four and I was sitting 16th. And I can remember you messaging me then going, they are gone. Brisbane cannot recover from here. But they had a little bit of a, um, you know, a, a good patch. And I think what worked was that Chris Fagan stuck with his system. I think he could have gone and tried to switch it up too much, but he stuck with it. And then the wind started coming back. They started kicking goals. I think they, they they finished with more goals than any other side. And then I still had faith in them in come finals. And and again, 
they lost that one point to the Bulldogs because if they were, you know, that was heartbreaking because they competed with a side that, you know, went to the granny and, you know, competed with Melbourne for more than half a game, I think. So it's it's a bit odd. I mean, you gave them an F. That's very, very harsh. But a lot of things I thought did work and that goal kicking did, I thought, Luke. Yeah, I think they averaged 13.9 goals a game, which was first in the league. So it was a really good effort from them. Um, yeah, the heartbreaking one-point loss. Uh, there were several patches in that game where they were the better side for a mm. long periods of time too. So it was it definitely it was tough to see them fall, but I guess you you know you gotta you gotta be the team at the end above, and they weren't. Yeah, no, they weren't. They were too inconsistent for mine, and I think they lost to like Collingwood, St Kilda. The Tigers, uh, Hawthorne. It, it's frustrating for a side that wanted to compete for a flag. And that injury that came to Eric Hipwood, I thought that was that was a real defining moment because they look lost without him. And then they're relying on Joe Danaher alone. And you know, you, I, I don't know. You, you've got Charlie Cameron as well, who's kind of playing as a main forward, but he's not. He's a small forward. So there was problems going forward for for Brisbane. I thought. But was there a highlight for you? Was there a a big moment in Brisbane season that stands out to you? Yeah, I've, well, I've got two. One's sort of a moment and one's sort of like an afternoon. I think the main one was the round 23, 38-point win over West Coast because the, the dramatic nature of that game, just mm-hmm. kicking that point, I think it was Lincoln McCarthy that put one through right at the end. Um, and I was I watched that game from start to finish, which I don't yeah. know what to do on that Saturday afternoon slot. Cause what do you do on Saturday afternoon? I'm coming home from playing on the other side of the city. Oh, okay. Stupid DAFA competition, but um, yeah, <laughs> nah, yeah. So, and they they got twenty five tackles inside fifty that game and eighty two overall. Overall, so the pressure was through the roof, and they deserved that one. Um, my other one was round three, their one mm-hmm. point win over Collingwood, and that'll be remembered. Oh for the yeah, goal yeah. Up. after the siren. Yeah, I think that was it, a good- yeah that in that game as well. They lost the hit out sixty three to four. And um, they only lost the clearances by five. So to to win in, with that discrepancy in the ruck is, is mm. just, yeah, that, that shot after the siren, phenomenal. What about when they smacked the Magpies? I think it was like 85 points or something. It's always good to see the Magpies lose. So that was one of my highlights, I thought. Um, they looked unstoppable that day. And I think they, they yeah, they won against the Dockers, I think, the week before. Then they go and smash the Magpies. And we thought, here they go. Here come the Lions and uh, Chris Fagan will do something. But let down in the end. So my low light was obviously that one point loss because I thought they were going to win it. And I actually hope that they they did. Um, did you have a, a low light for this season? Yeah. If you're looking outside of the two disappointing finals, um, I'll probably go with round 17 against St Kilda because it, they didn't only lose by 32 points, but that was the um, the week that Hipwood went down with that ACL and really probably shocked the system a bit. And they, you know, the the whole team sort of recovered, but the forward line specifically probably didn't do enough work um, off the back of that. Although they did win a few good games, um, so they conceded twenty marks inside fifty in that game as well, and they um had ninety one less uncontested possession, so that was a disappointing game. And uh, I think you mentioned this one before as well, the twelve point loss to Hawthorne. Mm. Um, and I mentioned that the Giants suffered the same defeat to Hawthorne, sort of just one that you didn't really want in that at that time of the year, yeah. so after the bye period. Um, the Hawks got a hold. Sorry, the Hawks got a hold of Merley 
and they just never really looked back, even though uh, the yeah. slammed on eight slammed on eight goals in that final. That's right. When they come, they were coming home strong, and I was like, yeah, I thought they were going to win and get over the line of fourth, and that would have been great. We could have given it to Nico, but no, they didn't get over the line. And I think that game and the week before, I think Chris Fagan absolutely launched at his players. I think it was three quarter time, or just gave it to him. We hadn't seen that much before, and the questions have been asked: How many times can you do it? How many times can you go to the well? How many times can you really? Um, you know, slam your players and, and trying to get to motivate them that way. And that's when the question marks, I guess, were over Brisbane. Where do you see them? Like, where where are they? Is the window over? You know, is, is it, can they go straight back next season? Where, where do the lines sit? I think they're still around the mark. It's sort of hard to say no about that. Uh, they lose Birchall, but he was sort of there as a, a big leader as well as, as their halfback sort of um you know, glue in that group. Mm. I think I'm looking at a top four finish again for them, but it's sort of the same thing. We mentioned it before this. I don't know if they're good enough to knock off Melbourne or the doggies again, but the the talent is there. Yeah. Is there anyone from Brisbane you dislike? Like you've made some comments about Mitch Robinson to me off air that, that. Is it is it him? <laughs> no, I like everyone from Brisbane. There's no one you don't you dislike, no one at all. No, they're all a bunch of great blokes. Oh, that's a dead set lie. We should play what you said to me before this. Hey, what did you think of uh, Lockie Neal straight after that loss, all the chatter of him maybe going back? And there were some comments. I think it was Sam McClure who said that that might not be over, and that was about a week ago. So we haven't heard much since. There was a possibility that he, he might go back. Um, so what, what did you think about the whole Lockie Neal thing? I thought I'm pretty sure he was contracted still at Brisbane. Yeah, and uh, Nico mentioned it on the news yesterday. He's not a fan of people requesting trades mm. on a contract, and yeah, I agreed with that. Uh, I didn't like it. I think if you if you're contracted at a club, you should see it out. And even even family back, I think he's got he wants to start his family back in Western Australia. Western Australia, that's where his partner's family is. Yeah. They're all there and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, but obviously that's been. I think the lines through that. I can't see him going back, and I'm glad he's not for now. Yeah. Do you reckon? Like, as you're you're pretending to be a Brisbane supporter today, do you reckon the fans will be cut by that at all? How do you how do you think the reception will be for him from the from the fans? I think I would have been disappointed, but I probably would have gotten over it pretty quick. You know, he he will definitely put his best foot forward, whether he's there or not. So yeah, I always think like to be fair. I mean, family and that sort of thing is so important, and when your career isn't that long, I mean. You've got to make the most of it. And if he thinks that he's going to play better footy being around more family in Western Australia and he's got to look after this is his, his first child, I don't know. I don't I don't get as cut as other people do. Like, oh, stay loyal, mate. What are you doing? But I don't I don't see that. Like, I think what's best for him and his family, and that's being a man, is looking after your family. That's just my opinion. So I hope uh, nothing's taken away from him in, in terms of reputation. They haven't done much in the draft. I'm sorry, the draft, in the trade period. This year, they don't really do much, but Darcy Fort is probably the one that's going to get done. Uh, he's going to go from Geelong to Brisbane. How does this deal get done? You said he's not that good, though, so you wouldn't be worried, Luke. I'm pretty sure that was you. Um, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> he's on that uh, rock merry-go-round that's been spoken about so much yeah. over the past week and a bit. So I think they're waiting for oh – no, so he's, I think he's the one that sets it off. So if he gets mm-hmm. involved, then Segler can go to, to Geelong. Yeah. Go over to Hawthorne. Um, yeah, so he's a ready-made ruckman. He's 28. Um, he'll, but they've got McInerney, so when he 
probably gets to Brisbane, he'll be that sort of forward, not as um, dynamic as Hipwood, but I think he'll he'll provide a good target for them who struggled with their, with just Danaher and McStay in there. Yeah, maybe he can do that. I don't know, but he hasn't shot. Geelong have had their ruck issues as well, and the fact that he hasn't really played and he's 28, like it's not the same match, does it? No, it's it's a bit odd. Um, I'm surprised. He, so he didn't play a game at all this year. Mm. And you'd think with the comments made about Reece Stanley by the media, which is pretty you know pretty obvious, he's probably not an ideal first choice ruckman. Yeah, um, yeah, it's very surprising that he didn't even even get one shot. Yeah, no, that's it exactly. Sorry, I was just um, I was I was stunned by that this this decision, but. Yeah, no, fair enough. Hopefully he gets a fresh start and does something. We'll see. Uh, there's nothing else, is there, for Brisbane, really? I mean, they've been very quiet. Can we see anything do- going? Is there like a um, a surprise trade that's going to come along before tomorrow night? No, I don't think so. They've got a lot of picks stacked up. They've got 50, 54, 60. Um, they've also got two first-rounders with pick 14 and 18. 18, so yeah. They want to sort of maybe package a few of them up and move up somehow, but I don't see them really doing anything else after that. They had a busy year last year. You know, they got rid of Witherden and Steph Martin and they brought in Danaher and Nakai Cockatoo, but yep. it's going to be a quiet period outside of uh, Darcy Fort. Yep. All right. Well, let's pretend it's you. Let's pretend you're in charge of the list here. What do you do? What's your dream trade? If you could do anything you wanted with this list, what would you do? Well, they probably need a bit of bounce off half back. They've got Dan Rich, who's that more ball user, mm-hmm. you know, spear kick bloke, um, made the All-Australian team. Someone like Bailey Dale or Nick Hine, obviously unlikely to move, probably definitely not going to move, but yeah. uh, something like a pick 14 for Bailey Dale, that probably wouldn't even get it done, seen as always an All-Australian halfback as well. But yeah. someone of the ilk, Nick Hine, you know. Nick Hine for 14, straight swap. Yeah, that actually sounds all right. That's a credit to his career turnaround too. So yeah, that's huge too because it was an unknown really before he he, uh, he did some good stuff at Essendon. So there you go for listening, Brisbane. Luke reckoned to pick fourteen, offer it for Nick Hine, just get him over, do whatever you can. Where do they finish next year, Luke? If everything goes well, I was gonna, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about this before. I was thinking third. I think it'll be Melbourne Doggies top two, which is an easy bet after the the two teams that made the granny. I think Geelong will drop off. I don't think Richmond will be there. I think. Oh, geez, yeah. watch your mouth. I've already put a line from. They lost. <laughs> lost Common Jones. They're dumb. Uh, yeah, uh, third above Port, I think. Um, but you know that's you can finish third and still not make the the grand final. So well, as we've seen from Brisbane. So that's the thing. That's the disheartening thing because if they finish top four, it's nothing. You know they won't get excited this time. To be honest. Because they know it can end badly. Uh, I hope they do all right, Brisbane. But you know, I d- I'm very pessimistic about them. Mm. I'm getting a yeah case of the Luke's. Very pessimistic. All right, let's do the fun thing and the ten quick questions here. We love these. All right, so which player, Luke, from the Lions, would you most like to have a beer with at the pub? Um, not Mitch Robinson. I tell you that much. Not a big fan of him. I don't know where you're getting that from, Jim, but everybody knows what you do here. So, <laughs> uh, someone, Jared Lyons, I think yeah. he's a good bloke. He's, you know, great footballer too. Yeah. Uh, you have to get rid of either Lockie Neal or Jared Lyons, who you wanted to have a beer with. Who would it be? Shit. I probably should have said I wanted to sit with Lockie Neal for a bit. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to get rid of him. I'm going to keep locking out and I'll <laughs> send our lines off. After his frothy. See you, mate. Shot after the siren, 45 degree angle, 40 metres out. Who would you choose to kick it? 
from mm, the Lions. Not Danaher, not Hipwood, which is funny because they're the two. Yeah. Um, oh, sh- surely it's got to be your man who kicked it after Siren against the Pies. Bailey, yeah, of course. Zach Bailey, lock him in. Zach Bailey has to be. Um, if Brisbane had to merge with one side, not Gold Coast or GWS, who would you choose for Brisbane? Hmm. Would you like to see merge? Maybe, maybe someone like St Kilda. St Kilda. The Saints up to up to Brisbane merged the two clubs. The the Brisbane. Oh yeah, because they're your enemies. They're the ones you're jealous of for some reason. Hey, actually, Gold Coast would probably be the best fit because then you could have all of Queensland. You know, you have the same supporter base. Well. Hey, that'd be a fair team as well. Yeah, yeah, so it would be. Dane Zorker on the same midfield. We normally ask this to actual real fans, but if Brisbane won the flag next year, say it's not against North Melbourne, how would you how would you celebrate? Would you be very happy for the Brisbane Lions if they won the flag? If North weren't in the finals, which we will be, um, <laughs> I'd be disappointed. But if you know North will probably be out of it. Actually, no, we will be in the finals. Uh, no, I'd be happy for them definitely. I think uh, I'm a big fan of um, Lockie Neal and you know the rest of their midfield and a few of their other players. So no, I'd be I'd be happy for them. Yeah, I haven't asked you this one yet. Actually, would you would you rather sit up in the nosebleeds by yourself for a grand final, or be at home watching with family and friends? And let's pretend this is North Melbourne we're speaking about, which won't happen. They won't make a grand final for the next ten years. But say it does happen as a miracle, would you rather sit up there by yourself or be at home with your family and friends? A tough one because I've never been to a grand final anyway. So <laughs> um, I think at home with family and friends because my grandfather played for North Melbourne. So that'd, oh. be, that'd be a good experience. Yeah. Just to see the smile on his face. To that'd be good. North get up. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Uh, if you could look exactly like one Brisbane player, who would it be? Marcus Adams is a pretty good looking. <laughs> Marcus Adams. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. He is. Oh. I like that. Uh, if you had to pick one Brisbane player to play millionaire hot seat on your behalf, all money goes to you. Who do you pick? Oof. I don't know who's got the brains in Brisbane. And, uh, According to you, not Mitch Robinson. Dane Zorka. Yeah. <laughs> Dane Zorka, I think, would be a Dane Zorka, yeah. Player. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Zorks. Yeah, Zorks. Yep. If Netflix asks you to choose one player from Brisbane to do a documentary about their life story, who do you suggest? Now, I think this has to be Mitch Robinson. <laughs> oh, God. I reckon he set up a camera in his game room or wherever he plays his PlayStation or Xbox and just film that for 12 hours a day. Yeah, and you'd be the first to hammer him about it. Tenth, uh, if you had to swap Chris Fagan with one AFL head coach right now, who would be the best move, you think, to go up there to Brisbane and, and try and win them a flag? Um, I'm not too sure. David Noble, maybe he's got some experience up in Brisbane. Yeah, he like does, that. doesn't he? Showing what he can do with a not a great team. So imagine him at the helm with a decent team, I think. Yeah. He, might be the, he could win him a flag, I reckon. A noble choice. Well done. Hey, Luke, what's your uh, Twitter handle? Where can people go and abuse you at? Uh, at Luke underscore McQuire. Please, no abuse. Actually, no, <laughs> I don't mind it. I can take he it. doesn't mind it. He's, he's a good man. Hashtag Trade Center Life. Please get involved. Hey, Luke, don't go anywhere, man, because at four o'clock, we're going to do a, a news wrap. We're going to wrap up the day's news. The day before, you said it's like the calm before the storm. Everything can happen tomorrow. So we're going to wrap up and tell you everything that's going to come up for the remaining period of this very special trade period. Uh, we're going to see you then. Thanks, guys. <laughs>